Hi, this is Paul McCusker, and I'm here on the Wits End Podcast. This is the Wits End Podcast. So awesome, it'll blow your face off. So strap your face on, and let's go. And here's your hosts, Bren and Matt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 68th edition of the Wits End Podcast. I'm Bren. And I'm Matt. And we've got the Paul McCusker here with us today to answer some questions. So welcome, Paul. Oh, thanks. It's good to be with you guys. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Sure. So should we uh, jump right in? And, and Joshua asks the first question. He says, why have we not heard as much from adult characters? And I assume he means recently. Uh, yeah, I was I was interested in that question because um, we have a uh, we've always tried to strike a good balance between the adult characters and the and the kids for the show and um, and so Joshua I'm I'm not entirely sure if you just feel like you've been missing them a lot lately in the shows I, I think in album 51 we sort of emphasized kids a bit more but then in 52 and certainly in 53 we I, I think we had a pretty good balance between. Uh, the adult characters and the kids. And, and I ought to say very quickly, too, that uh, because we're writing uh, primarily for kids, we always want the shows to be relevant to them. And so um, uh, sometimes in trying to find that balance, we err away from the adult characters because we get concerned that we're going to be dealing with subjects that aren't as relevant uh, to our listeners as we'd like them to be. But uh, we are always on an ongoing basis trying to find the right balance with uh, the adults with the kids. Right. And, uh, yeah, I probably agree. You've done really good episodes. I really enjoyed the character you guys created, Matthew Parker. He's one of my favorite characters since the relaunch, which is a very awesome okay. character. Great. So moving down to Red O. First question was: I've heard that there will be a new official guide coming out soon. Will it be all new content, or will it be similar to the last one with just new content for the new episodes? And as a follow-up question to that, who is writing this book? Well, actually, Nathan Hubler is the primary writer on it. I mean, of course, he he consults with the rest of us on different things, but he's the primary writer. And I, I think, in in as much as the guide is supposed to be all about our <laughs> the shows and you know the seven hundred shows that we've done. Uh, there's going to be a rerun of information, some information in terms of show descriptions and things like that. But there's going to be a lot of new stuff in there, too. Nathan Nathan doesn't like to repeat things very often. And uh, given the chance to do a new guide, he's going to make it as fun and interesting as he can. So uh, I, I think what we'll have is at least the episode names and who was involved with them and, and the descriptions, but also a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff about them. So that's set out like next summer, maybe. Yeah, I think the timing is uh, is good. I think we're trying to bring it out in time for our twenty fifth anniversary. Awesome. So uh, yeah, that'll be over the next uh, year, year and a half. I think sounds good. Soretto's next question is: What's the reasoning behind releasing the episodes for download so far ahead of time? Well, it's it's funny because over the last twenty plus years, we've always experimented with uh, the timing of releases. For a long time, we would air the shows, and then it'd be a few months later that you'd actually be able to buy the album. And then we would try to 
release individual episodes around the time that they aired. And then we actually did albums around the time that they were airing. And uh, with the ability to do downloads now, we're, we're excited about that. And we thought, well, since we're sort of experimenting with this a little bit, let's see what happens if we release them uh, ahead of time and certainly ahead of the... Uh, uh, of the physical albums, the retail albums that come out. So uh, that can change. Uh, uh, maybe if fans want to weigh in how they feel about the uh, downloads, uh, the timing of the downloads versus the albums, uh, they should let us know and, and we may adjust accordingly. Yeah. Well, I, for one, find it quite frustrating because, I mean, it's good to experiment and such, but I don't want to buy two copies of the album. Right. And I really want the, the hard copy of it. But at the same time, I want it as soon as possible. So yeah. it's kind of been frustrating. I had to. I ended up waiting for 53, and uh, Brenda did not, so he had to keep his mouth shut about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was not easy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny about that, and we'll we'll continue to see um, what's the best way to do it. Uh, so honestly, you should um, probably send in an email and and or maybe through the website or something and <laughs> and uh, put in put in your thoughts on the subject. Alrighty. Next question from Redo is: Are there any plans to do more passages, books, or audio audio albums? Well, we're always talking about it, but at this point, with my schedule being what it is, uh, writing-wise, I don't know how I would have time to do any more right now anyway. But a as it is, while we talk about it from time to time, we don't have any immediate plans to do uh, uh, more books or more audio episodes at as of now. But that's always subject to change. Cool. Next question. I really like the character of Bernard. Will he ever return? Well, we we never say never uh, when it comes to uh, a lot of the characters, except for uh, Blackard. Uh, Doctor Bla <laughs> Doctor Blackard is the only one that I can tell you will never return. Uh, Maybe Richard Maxwell. Um, no, Maxwell is always a possibility. Uh, the only the only other person that I would say uh, unlikely would be uh, Philip Glossman. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's never returning. But. Um, uh, but with Bernard, uh, the actor who plays Bernard is sort of semi-retired, and uh, uh, so uh, we have not been uh, using him as much. And the plan right now is that Bernard is always—it's always a possibility for Bernard to show up again. But we don't have any uh, plans right now to to bring him in. And his last question from Redo was: I've heard that you're working on translating the show into Spanish and Chinese to make a TV show for India. Can you give any progress updates on these? And are there any other languages you are working on for the show? Well, yeah, we're um, actually those three are the are the main initiatives right now. We're really excited about the opportunities to do this. Um, for example, with India, we we have a chance to reach maybe a billion not just a bunch of millions, I mean a billion kids with the show. And so given the opportunity to create a video and to, in a sense, translate the shows so that they'll work in that culture was very exciting, especially for Dave Arnold and I, who uh, got to go over. In fact, Dave's been over a couple of times to work with those producers. Uh, as of now, they've done, I think, two dozen episodes. So I think they have about 24 episodes filmed, and they are broadcasting over in India. And uh, and I think they're, we're discussing further uh, possibilities for other episodes and other things that we might do. And it's the same with, with the Spanish and the um, with the Chinese, uh, though it's interesting for those. Uh, our, our effort is a little bit more of a straight translation. Uh, I think for the, the uh, Hispanic version, uh, we're trying to be more culturally sensitive so it'll work for 
uh, those countries that it airs in. But uh, interestingly enough, um, if I remember this correctly, uh, China was more or less interested in the show as it is, as, as an essentially American program, but just translated into Chinese so that it could be used over there. But any opportunity we have for ministry in other countries uh, through Adventures and Odyssey, we, we get excited about uh, doing that and, and, and making that a reality. Well, that's pretty cool. As a Spanish student, I can't think of any better way to, uh, to practice that. <laughs> and it uh, sounds like a pretty cool ministry opportunity as far as global uh, radio and whatnot. The next question is from Peachy Keen. He asks, what's going to be the next radio theater drama? Uh, we are going to do Oliver Twist, Charles Dickens's Oliver Twist. In fact, wow. I'm, I'm working on the scripts right now, and we're hoping to record those in uh, November, I think. We'll record those in England, as we often do. And uh, the shows should be out sometime next year. So the uh, Oliver Twist that was mentioned in Album 53 uh, was in the backpack, right? Was well, yeah. Kind of a... Yeah, there was a there was a, a side reference to Oliver Twist then, even though at the time we weren't sure that we were going to be able to do it. Uh, but there are some connecting points between Album Fifty Three and Oliver Twist, especially with the characters of Buck and what was Buck's last name? Oliver, which was Oliver. Oliver, right? And uh, yeah. and Mister Skint was originally going to have a name that was a variation on uh, Fagin. Uh, and the character of Fagin in Oliver Twist, of course, was was the older man who kind of ran the pickpockets and thieves that Oliver Twist became a part of. And uh, I originally had uh, a variation on the name of Fagin for Skint and then uh, changed directions and went with um, names for money. And if you listen to the show, a lot of the names are uh, connected to uh, slang or whatever for money. And in England, the word skint means that you're poor. So if somebody says I'm really skint, it means that I just have no money. So I can't pay for this or whatever. And uh, that's where we came up with the name for Mr. Skin. Oh, that's pretty cool. Very interesting. And our next question here is from Garrett. And he wants to know, when and how did you get into radio drama, and how did you start into Odyssey? Well, that is, that's a whole other uh, program, probably, because um, uh, it's, it's a longer story than we have time for. But um, I got into radio drama uh, through doing a lot of writing for churches, uh, doing sketches, uh, one-act plays, full-length plays. That's what I was doing before I connected with Focus on the Family back in 1986. And then through Chuck Bolte, who later became executive producer of Odyssey, uh, he actually came to me one day. He was consulting with Focus and asked me if I had any interest in writing radio dramas. And I had never done it and said, well, I'm, I'm game to try if, if they are. Uh, so I wound up doing freelance writing for, for Focus on the Family on the original program, Family Portraits, and then later that became Odyssey USA, which was the original name, and then uh, later Adventures in Odyssey. So my connection came, uh, came through there. That's totally cool. My question as far as general stuff is, before Album 51, the characters you used to talk during the theme, like, Hi, I'm Connie, or something to that effect. I noticed that Chris has been talking a lot more since the uh, relaunch. And I was wondering, is that because of time, or are you just gearing away from that because of the relaunch, or what's the situation with that? 
Because honestly, I like having the characters talk. So. Well, over o- over the years, we've you know we've played around with the openings and closings quite a bit. I mean, if you were to start from the very beginning and just kind of trace how we've done it, uh, we're always playing with the openings and closings, depending on the tone of the album, depending on what we think is appropriate. And uh, with the relaunch, I think we wanted to go back and simplify for a while. Um, Using just Chris, uh, we sort of adjusted the theme. We adjusted the, t- the, t- the timing of the themes. Uh, one of the things we became aware of was that a lot of shows now uh, have very quick themes, whether it's on television or in other places. You notice they don't spend as much time on getting into a program. They kind of race right into it. And uh, we were aware of that, that, that we needed to shorten things a bit. So to simplify all of that, we, we've relied more on Chris. And, of course, the, the tail end, uh, the, the closers for the show, the raps, uh, always have depended on how much time we needed for the drama. Uh, we began to move in the direction of, of giving the drama more time if we needed it, which meant poor Chris was getting less time. Um, uh, so it, it really does vary uh, from show to show on how much time she spends at the end. And we've also tried to play around... With the endings, we've thrown some silly things in there where I think Wooten came in at the end of one. And, and we've just done a, a variety of things to lighten them up and make them a little more interesting to produce. All right. <clears throat> well, it's been two years already since Andre Stoiko was cast to replace Paul Hillinger as Wit. Um, so having done four albums since then, does it seem to you like, like he's Wit or is it still a little weird? And how's that adjustment gone? Well, no, it's not weird. It's funny. Uh, Andre, has, you know, has his own style, um, uh, just as Hal Smith was very specific as a character for Wit. And, and who Wit became was a lot of the interaction, as it often is with characters, between our writing and directing and what the actor brings in. Um, thus, the merger almost of of Katie Lee as Connie and Will Ryan as Eugene and, and Hal Smith as Wit. And then, of course, when Paul Herlinger came into the role, we were making adjustments with him uh, for the character so that the essence of the character is still wit and recognizable as wit. But if you compare the two, uh, there are definite differences between how um, Paul approached the character and how Hal did it. Well, it's the same thing with Andre. I mean, now that we're really into it, and I think it was in the Green Ring conspiracy that we felt like it really was beginning to click between how we were writing for him and how he was delivering the lines and his personality and what he brought to the role. Uh, I, I think we're now seeing more and more that, that merger of, of the actor and the character, which is very exciting for us to see. Cool. These next questions are all about 53 and uh, 54. So Joshua asks, what was the original ending for the Green Ring Conspiracy? Well, um, it's funny. It's, it wasn't like it's a single thing because when you have uh, a plot that was so um, bound up and uh, woven together like this one was, uh, any change changes a number of different things. Uh, But I'll tell you the main thing that changed was, uh, and we've told this story elsewhere, that, that when we were doing the first six and the actress came in to play Penny, we really liked the character of Penny. And the more I was writing for Penny, the more I liked her. And uh, we made a decision after the first six episodes that we would make a change. The original ending had Penny working for the bad guys. So she was uh, working with them on purpose, not just pretending to or not just duped by them, but that she was really part of this conspiracy. 
Well, after working with her and we decided that we wanted Penny to stick around, we went ahead and uh, I had to go back and completely rewrite the endings all, all over the last six episodes to allow that Penny wasn't one of the bad guys, but that she had been duped by Dr. Trask. Okay, cool. And next question is, is Monty going to stick around for a bit or will his character disappear for a while? Well, we don't have any plans for Monty right now. I mean, he's, he's not gone forever. Uh, I mean, the fact that he's showed up 20 years later indicates that you have to have a lot of patience if you're waiting for characters to return. But uh, right now, we have not uh, mapped out any storylines for Monty, but that doesn't mean that he won't be returning. In fact, uh, I think we enjoyed Monty's return so much that I think it's likely he, he is going to come back at some point. Maybe every 20 years? <laughs> yeah, that that works. <laughs> Uh, Peachy Keen asks, will we get to hear the three episodes from Album 54 that were removed for the Wooten Penny shows? Uh, yes. We don't let anything go to waste around here. We don't write shows and then put them in a file just because we couldn't use them in the in the uh, album. Uh, no, it was, it was uh, a plan early on that we would, uh, once we decided that we would uh, push those shows out of that album and then bring in the Penny shows, uh, yes, those shows will will appear in albums uh, either, well, either 54, 55, well, not 54, but 55 or 56. We'll just move those out. And uh, I know that a lot of times Odyssey Time doesn't earn a lot of sense. And uh, you uh, had a line in, I believe it was part nine of the Green Ring Conspiracy, where uh, Jason, as the stiletto, mentioned that a decade ago the real stiletto was captured. And so, and then he was brought into the role. So I was kind of curious how much time has passed since accidents told the limit in album 50, and at what point did uh, Jason actually take on the role as far as album-wise? Well, it's funny because uh, it's hard to answer that question because if you listen to a show, um, uh, sometimes even within a show, uh, a scene may jump a couple of weeks later to a point to to address something that might have happened to one of the characters. So Odyssey time is not like real time. In fact, we we joke about that internally a lot, that uh, if you try to get too precise or if you think it through too hard, you'll just wind up with a headache because uh, the timing isn't always literal time. For example, if we took a year or a year and a half off between album 50 and 51, and yet the beginning of album 51 uh, sounds like it picks up exactly where, like a minute after album 50 ended, then what does that mean for a bunch of other things that's been going on? So uh, it's, it's not precise. We might allow that Jason's disappearance after the adventure in album 50, uh, I think there might be an allusion to Something like uh, it might have been a couple of years that he had moved in undercover as the stiletto. Uh, but even that's not precise. We, we kind of purposefully use language that's a little vague at times. We say a couple of years, but what is that? Is that, you know, 12 months, 24 months, 36? Is it how many days? Uh, and even timing between episodes could be a day or sometimes longer. So I, I think it's my suggestion is to. Just relax and roll with whatever we're doing, because uh, I suppose the short answer is we, we don't even know the exact timings on some of these things. And the thing is that it, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. I mean, unless you're listening for those nitpicky details, it doesn't really take away from the stories or anything. So. Well, it shouldn't. And that's the thing. The, the, uh, unless there's a reason for the timing to be exact, 
Uh, and if it is that important, we will make it clear right. uh, what the timing is. But uh, other than that, um, our perspective is time is very like Chronicles of Narnia. I think it's just sort of, you know, it could be a minute, it could be five years. Who knows? That's cool. And my last question is: In part, time of the Green Wing conspiracy, Jason and Monty broke the window to get into Witt's house. And of course, back in 1950, Jason was living with Witt, so wouldn't he have had a key to get inside? Well, that's assuming that when he went undercover as the stiletto that he was carrying all of his keys with him, which I doubt that he he would have. Um, uh, I would assume and would have allowed that in the passage of time, he either did not have the keys with him or, uh, I mean, for several reasons he wouldn't have had the keys. And one being that if he's undercover, um, carrying keys that uh, would connect him to his past or to his true identity wouldn't make a lot of sense. So... Uh, but it's also, I don't know, I'm losing my keys all the time. So uh, I can only assume that after whatever the amount of time has been, has been since um, album 50 that Jason just left them somewhere. Even Eugene has that problem, and he's a genius, right? So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if Eugene can do it, any of us can do it. So for our very last question, in uh, album 54, Clanging Symbols and the Meaning of God's Love, will the album, uh, we know it's going to be themed on First Corinthians 13, but will it go through like verse by verse in each episode, or will, will it just have kind of an overall theme of that chapter? Well, we decided to go with the idea of, of the shows being inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, but very often the raps will point to a specific verse. For example, we have one of the episodes with Penny that's called Childish Things, which of course is uh, pointing directly to the verse in that chapter uh, where Paul talks about putting away childish things. Uh, so most of the episodes are pointing to a specific verse, uh, but we sometimes broaden that out in the in the plot line. Uh, it's not expository preaching that we're trying to do here. So uh, we're kind of relaxed in, in it, in, in the stories being inspired by those things. All right. Well, that's all we have. Thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, my, my pleasure. And, um, don't hesitate to let us know if you have other questions, and uh, we'll get Dave Arnold and Nathan Hubler on here at some point and let them answer them for real, because I'm just making this stuff up as we go along. All right. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Yep. Thank you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was our interview with Paul McCusker. I hope you got something out of that interview. Uh, although we didn't get to all the questions that were sent in, we did get to a good number of them. So if your question was not asked, don't feel bad. And before we go, if you have not heard, the Woodson Podcast now has a official website. It's at the wepodcast.com. That's the wepodcast.com. And while you're there, be sure to leave us an email and let us know what you thought of our interview with Paul McCusker. And that email address is questions at the Woodson once again, that's questions at thewithinpodcast.com. And until we meet again, remember that the best is yet to come.
Okay. Did something just yep. happen, by the way, in, in the... Can, can you hear? Yeah. I can't hear me, but I can hear them. That's fine. Okay. Did you want to hear you? No, I hear me all the time. I don't need to hear me any more than is necessary.